Take two. Smiles, everyone. Eye contact. Mouth noises. Oh, there's Kyle. Hi, Kyle. Hi, Josh. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Interrogang podcast. This week, we have, as always, some recent type releases to bring to your attention, and then we will have a conversation about having type conversations. It's very meta. I'm your host, Joshua Dick, along with my good friend, your interrogating co-host, and a man who is like Georgia coming towards you, and a man who is sitting right across from me in the flesh, Kyle Reed. Hi, Josh. How is it going today, Kyle Reed? Uh, very, very good, only because I get to see your face, talk to you in person, and uh, yeah, record this live from Pittsburgh, PA. It is true, this is the first time we are in the same room to record an interrogating ever. First yeah. ever. So this is a novel concept. We'll see how it goes and then never do it again. <laughs> All right, let's go. This is week 24, 2022. So another week and a week filled with some big time type releases. So starting off with something truly gnarly. Gnar is a new release from the desk of Oakland, California-based Kel Trotten. Unquestionably a display typeface, NAR is an all-caps, italicized, boldly weighted, and unapologetically loud affair. High impact, high energy, high fun. Trotten says, quote, Its forms are influenced by the casual caps of American sign painters, but NAR gets its feeling from the 1990s allowed sports graphic. Um, and this is super true. Uh, I should note that this release is a v- version 0.1 uh, release on future fonts, so... Get in early to watch this throwback move forward. I don't know about you, Kyle, but I feel like a lot of 90s design, especially in sports Mm -hmm. logos, is a little embarrassing. And I feel like NAR is trying to right the wrongs. It's a chance for redemption for a lot of that genre. Yeah. And that's, uh, we're honored to be still living when we can correct those horrible, horrible wrongs from our past. Uh, Now's the time. Thank you, NAR. Second on our list today is the latest collection of releases from Pangram Pangram, the Fragment Collection. The Fragment Collection is a set of four typeface families, all based on the same skeleton, but shifting styles to include a serif, a text, a sans, and a fourth family called Glare, which is a new one for me. It certainly got my ears to perk up a little bit because of uh, it's a term I hadn't heard before to describe a family, glare. I don't know. Have you heard that? I have not. I've not seen it anywhere. Brand new. Um, it's a mid-serif, so really somewhere between serif and sans. So they have the full range. Serif, glare, sans, and then a text, uh, text serif family. Originally inspired by 19th century signage, the fragment collection aims to propel those vintage roots into contemporary type. Yeah, check it out for yourself. It's pretty subtle and nuanced, uh, very versatile. I can see this one going places. Next up, Superior Type has released Prisma, a refined yet dynamic high contrast stencil family of 12 fonts. That's six weights of Roman and italics. Prisma is not your average sans to stencil conversion with breaks at the poles and more generous spacing. No, it's a, uh, it's a type family designed knowing it's a stencil from the get-go. Superior Type says Prisma quote, combines sharp and rounded shapes in the form of a refined and elegant typographic game. 
end quote. I think that the most interesting moments are where the ball terminals uh, interact with strokes like the R, F, I, J, or Y. Totally. Um, yeah, you, you like this one, don't you, I'm a Josh? big fan of this one. I'm a big fan of when a stencil font can really take just two completely unrelated shapes and find a way to convey that letter in ways we haven't seen before. Which Absolutely, is a, yeah. a fairly like, that's kind of a no-duh statement. Like that's kind of what stencil fonts do <laughs> anyway. But Prisma does it in really new energetic ways that are very, they're, they're worth second looks, third looks. They're exciting ways. They're really playing with the eye to, uh, to create these letters in ways that I had not seen before. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there are definitely some fun moments of character drawing and innovative forms. So uh, go check this one out. It it works quite well as a as a stencil font uh, family, but also just as really gorgeous letter forms. Very fun. Lastly, Klim Type Foundry has released a collection of fonts dubbed the Future Collection, or for short, the Future. Whoa! Welcome to the Future, Josh. Well, I guess we are here. <laughs> uh, here's what the foundry has to say about it the future is an homage to futura didn't see that one coming did you no and i have to tell everyone who's listening every time kyle says the future he does a large gesticulation so he has created <laughs> a connector yeah you have to put your hand up and go the, the future. future uh so yes klim says the future is an homage to futura paul renner's progressive classic working from original production drawings the future is a careful observation of Futura's geometric architecture and avant-garde alternates, articulating Renner's musings on modernity, abstraction, and purity. Um, yes, very <laughs> romantic words from uh, Klim, as always. It's another impeccable collection of time typefaces from Klim. It's hard to improve on a classic. This is a, uh, this we know from Helvetica and you know some of the other classics that have seen revivals. Um, but I actually really like the little touches that Chris Sowersby has injected into these fonts. Slender branching from main strokes, uh, more of a contemporary um, convention. Uh, better punctuation proportions. Um, yeah, I always felt Futura had a really clunky punctuation set. And a monospaced family um, to accompany the future. Um, that brings the geometric and fun original character concepts from Renner to life. So if you're going to do Futura, it, you, you're going to you know, really struggle through all the, all the accurate drawings and making it really look like Futura, but you get to have a little fun with those original concept drawings, and Klim clearly did that. So very, very cool stuff. Um, Go check out the future. Very nice. Let's all journey on to check out the future. That's some deep. That's a deep line to, to end on. I have to say, it's very fun to see you actually how much you talk with your hands. I don't get to see it. I'm looking at you, and you're <laughs> gesticulating through the, all of these descriptions. It's beautiful. I, you're, yeah. you're you love it, man. Type is an animating thing. I'm I'm excited about it. as I sit here and look at your beautiful face, which I guess we do on Zoom. Anyway, that's not, like your <laughs> face isn't what makes this amazing. The, just the ability to, to have conversations and 
engage with you in the same room. What a novel concept that was pretty great taken away from us as humanity for the past couple of years. But it is back. We we are seeing it more and more in our daily lives, but Mm -hmm. also, believe it or not, in the type industry. Yes. So we're going to take some time here while we're in the same room chatting at each other's faces. We're, we're here talking about talking about type. We're going to talk a little bit what, it, what it's like to have discussions about type. Mm-hmm. Uh, this past weekend, we're, we're recording this on Typographics Weekend. Yes. Uh, uh, the conference in New York City at the Cooper Union, uh, which we were uh, hanging around this weekend. We got to see some old friends, some new friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really was a wonderful time to see those people again because see everybody in person it just has been so long since we've been able to all be in the same place and i think every one we talked to that was the first thing they said yes how great it is to be back to see these people to talk to these people that uh you never expected to take a 3 year hiatus from seeing mm-hmm. and i do think that Typography we learned, we have learned, is better as a shared experience. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't always work at its best when you're in a room alone shouting into the void. <laughs> uh, it's best when it can be truly discussed and explored as part of a, a larger group, uh, a larger, larger team. So we wanted to talk a little bit about what the state of type discourse is, mm-hmm. uh, but mainly starting with what are the benefits of being able to have conversations and do some work in person, which, again, sounds like such a simple concept, but it's something that we didn't get to do for so long. And even in this podcast, this is yeah. our first chance That's right. to do it this way. So, Kyle, what do you, what do you love about being able to be in person and, and look into people's eyeballs, their <laughs> gateways to the soul. I've always thought type was better together. I thought it, I've always thought type was better in person, sharing ideas, understanding how people uh, are about what they talk about. Um, even just now, you you didn't realize how much I move around when I talk about type. There's right. a, a level of passion that comes across when you get to talk to people in person about typography and things that they love. So. Um, yeah, the fact that we're all back uh, into an in-person conference this weekend um, is just making those conversations so much better. And there might be this perception that because it's a visual medium, that the in-person just isn't as important. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're over a Zoom call, you share your screen, and that that's good enough. Um, but I do think, specifically this weekend, we really it was really noticeable yes. how much better how much clearer how much more engaging just how much more energy everyone has to be having uh Mm -hmm. these conversations and to make these connections so let's then twist this around what has made discussing and working in type difficult when it's been remote and 100 percent remote i mean obviously it always has some level of i'm going to go work on this alone, but yeah. you have been forced towards a remote, you know, meetings, Zoom meetings and all that. What has been difficult uh, for you about existing in the remote uh, world? Well, I think that there's been a lot of challenges surrounding 
the physicality of type. Um, even if you're in person, uh, you get to at least share specimens or uh, print stuff out and look at it together. Um, uh, or even if you're just having conversations, you can get, get a sense of, of how they're feeling about the type specifically. So the fact that all communication has been filtered through a screen um, that's been that's been a real challenge to, to I guess see type for all that it is instead of just for the pixels on the screen. Um, yeah, type hasn't come to life as much, I guess, for me as a, a type designer, as a, a yeah. type enthusiast. Um, it hasn't. And come I would to life describe you. And I would describe you as an enthusiast. Oh, that enthusiasm is a big <laughs> part of your engagement, which again, being able to to. Listen, I mean, I met a lot of new people, people I had not met before, who I knew of, mm -hmm. and it is very engaging to listen to people talk about typography and not through their, just their words. It's not a blog post. It's not, God forbid, a tweet. It's yes. listening to their words, seeing their facial expressions light up about certain things or, or get a little dragged down by other things. Yeah. Um, it just creates a better world and especially when you're talking about a design element um you know emotion is a part of it i think as we're talking about having typography conversations yeah uh you know for for me as someone who is a self-described outsider but with mm -hmm. heavy interest and i i did go to typographics and you know there's a there's a deep rooted interest and connection um, yeah, and exactly. with everything we're doing, you know, together with Proof & Co. and all mm -hmm. this. Um, but I'm always very interested about how discussion occurs from the type industry outward. Towards, oh, yeah. uh, towards perhaps, the, the type outsiders. Because yeah. a lot of conversation is happening within. That's a lot of the talks at the conference. Yes. When type people get with type people, they talk about type things. Yes, and it can often be heady and intense and very technical. And you know what? It should be. <laughs> I, in no way is that a complaint. That's what yeah. people should be right. saying. It but, gets down to the details, right? You know, when I see tweets from people that are like, I'm so mad. Adobe doesn't have a way to pull the linear phalanges with a new <laughs> Jabberwocky. Come on, people. And I'm like, that tweet's not for me. I don't. Yeah, it can't be the only way that people can interface with, uh, with typography on a, a digital way. That's right. right. And I don't know what that means. I'm not gonna know what that means. <laughs> That's not a, a doorway. Yeah. In, um, and I do think so. I think it's when it gets technical, when it gets abstract, and that is something that is benefited by any kind of in-person engagement. Yes, I think that any kind of remote, any kind of reading about it or mm -hmm. or uh, anything like that adds a layer of difficulty that's hard to overcome, especially when those are the discussions that are happening. Yeah, it removes a lot of context. There's right? not a whole lot of shared vernacular. There are those words that, mm -hmm. again, I don't know, not sure I'm going to know, yeah. <laughs> or I'm just not going to know the, the importance. You shouldn't be expected to know. And yeah. shouldn't be... Um, but I do think it's a two-way street also. Yes. I think there is uh, a lot of distaste, not distaste, just disinterest 
<laughs> from people to understand typography. We've talked yeah. about how when you first were explaining it to me decades mm -hmm. ago, and I just what letters you do letters, you yeah. know. And I think a lot of people's reaction is the alphabet. Aren't we done with that? Are we done with that? But like we've <laughs> yeah, done that. Right. What's next? Mm -hmm. When that's not a good conversation starter. That's right. not real. And if you're having all of those conversations digitally, not in person, uh, yeah, what are you to do? I mean, you can get lost so easily. Um, but I do think when people uh, feel like they have the time and space to have conversations, mm -hmm. the conversations I was lucky to have this past weekend, the conversations I'm lucky to have with you, you know, you're not dumbing down for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes I ask dumb questions and you <laughs> you pat me on the head and say, oh, dear dumb questions, Josh, you're doing great. <laughs> um, but you have these conversations with me. And the idea that we've been able to do this for years mm -hmm. has opened the door for me to grow as a type. Perhaps I can uh, on your type enthusiast coattails. There you go. You are also a type enthusiast. Uh, so so here we're actually, this conversation is really just about a how-to to become a type enthusiast. <laughs> I like it, yeah. Um, and I do think for us, speaking just about uh, Kyle and I, who, yeah. have, who have done this podcast for now a year and a half, if you can wow. believe that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if, if anyone out there might have noticed, but a podcast isn't like the go-to medium for something like that's right typography yeah i do remember uh chatting with you about doing a podcast many i guess a year and a half ago and saying why is this a podcast shouldn't this be something different shouldn't this be a youtube series or something um but no it's uh, it turns out that like we've we've been able to make it work on a podcast talking about a visual thing in an audio medium and it also exists somewhat as kind of that remote space that we were talking about i think that was yeah. Part of the reason we wanted to do it was yeah. it was we were back in in deeper COVID times. Yeah, it's it an was... alternative to just tweets and uh, out of context conversations. Um, yeah, I think podcast is able to bring a little more context to co these conversations. Yeah, that's been it, our goal. Yeah, it became an alternative. That's a great that's a great way to put it. Um, but here we go. I'm going to I'm going to tell you why I think the podcast has actually been a, a very special and beneficial. Way for us to to kind of go through this together, especially in that through that lens of type outsider v type insider. Yes. Um, I think we've found there is room for these kind of discussions, these games, these dare I say metaphors mm -hmm. um, that then aren't burdened by the visual need. You know, yeah. it's one thing to to say I'm going to have a conversation about typography or a, or a type design that I made, and I'm going to sit down and, and I'm going to show it to people. But I do think anyone who's not in type, mm -hmm. if you lay out a specimen and are like, "Look at this," what do you think? Right. Uh, looks the, great. Right. <laughs> the, I see a P sure. and a, a G. Looks like words and. And so I think there's a there's always a little bit of a disconnect, and I, I perhaps the burden of the visual isn't the way to put it, but there you, there's a reliance on the visual that we've <laughs> we've removed, we've had to overcome, yeah, for better or for worse, by finding new words and new descriptors, yeah, mm -hmm. and ways to engage 
through just the discussion. Um, and I, I think that that has, we have found that that has some value, yeah. that has some interest. It's selfishly, that's been fun for us. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, for however much we care about, uh, you know, if people are listening or not. That's right. We have had a great time. So thank you. Yes. Thank you for indulging us. I've been, it's been, I think I've enjoyed making up words. I think that's the best part about trying to describe type uh in a, in a podcast <laughs> we've made up words to describe we've yeah. mispronounced plenty plenty of <laughs> font names yeah. and then acted like we're not in the wrong <laughs> uh you know it's it was cool to explore this yeah. see what we could do with it and then i think what we found is there are new ways to explore yeah. an established industry yeah um and that's not to say that we're out here spinning gold. We like, you know, <laughs> we are exploring. Sometimes we're ex- you reach we're dead ends in weird places. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what I would say to to the to the industry at large mm-hmm. here is, you know, there there is a relationship to type that people can have. Yeah. That is that can be casual and playful, yet rich and meaningful. Yeah. It can be technical, but does not have to be. And, and it's for everybody. Yes. And so let's keep finding that. I absolutely agree. Yeah. And uh, the more people that you can bring in, regardless of fluency in type, uh, the more rich the type industry will become. And that requires a variance of formats. That requires uh, open minds and um, a willingness to challenge yourself on how to have these conversations about type and uh, provide more context and um, reach more people. Yeah. Yeah. Keep your, keep your arms open to anyone who even just shows a glimmer of interest because yeah. take it from me, they can actually get into it. Yeah. There's something for everybody. Uh, I think it, it sometimes feels too niche, mm, yes. too much in a corner, um, which is totally understandable. But uh, let's break out of that mold. Let's let's explore how people can uh, can engage more at more often, yeah. more fully in new spaces. I challenge everybody to find new spaces um, in person if you can, and if not in person, um, don't just settle for the digital spaces that exist. Um, you know, make connections with people specifically. Um, reach out. You know, continue these conversations. Big challenge. And- and if you come up with any ideas for like fun, quirky wordplay games or like anything like that, <laughs> um, just tell us about it first and then you forget you ever thought of it so yeah. that we can use it. That's right. <laughs> That'll really help us out. Josh, I love how you've, you've grown over the last year and a half to be able to talk about type so easily. It's oh, great shucks. to hear that, honestly. Um, no. This isn't just me as your friend just saying nice things about you. I'm genuinely impressed. It is not easy to talk about type. Um, you have put in the legwork. You are the poster boy for the type everyman, I believe. <laughs> well, I'll I'll take that title. I I also believe it's a poster boy for fake it till you make it. But listen, sure, those are kind of the same thing, right? I uh, I I have found a a wonderful home in in learning about something new. It's it's been a fun way to learn about something 
that I knew nothing, truly nothing. I cannot underscore enough <laughs> how little I knew about typography uh, coming into. I, I, will, I will second that. Sure. <laughs> so this should be but you've learned. Uh, a glimmer of hope for us all yes. that find something you know nothing about today. And in five years, I'll listen to your podcast. I'm so proud of you, Josh. And you're going to make me cry. That's it for this week's Interrogang. This episode was edited by Andrew Spheris, who provides most of the original music you hear on the Interrogang podcast. The music you are listening to right now is Cut It Loose by Max Band. The Interrogang is a production of Proof & Co., and every episode can be found on our website, proofco.xyz podcast, as well as on the podcasting app of your choice. Links to all the releases highlighted in our episodes, in addition to a wide array of other type news and notes, can be found in our weekly newsletter, which you can also subscribe to on our website. We can be found on Twitter at proof underscore and underscore co, or you can always drop us a line via email at hello at proofco.xyz. If you have any thoughts on what we discussed in this episode, have any topics you would like to hear discussed on a future Interrogang, or if you also like to look into Kyle's eyeballs, we'd love to hear from you. As always, thanks for being a part of the Interrogang. We will see you next time. I think this is my last podcast with you, Josh, because you're graduating. You don't need me. Wait, can we talk about this? <laughs> no. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs>